Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe below and get notified as soon as the latest Buzzcast is published. Today, we'll be speaking with Joan Trice, CEO of Altera Group, and Vlad Bienname of Global DMS. We'll be talking about technology in the appraisal industry and what it means for appraisers and how the industry can grow. Joan, I'll hand it on off to you. Thank you, Jim, and welcome, Vlad. Long time no see. I know everybody's been hunkered down uh, for the last year, and I will be seeing you live and in person in Vegas here uh, within a matter of a few months. So looking forward to seeing you at Valuation Expo. And you're going to be there, and you're going to be sponsoring so and speaking, too. So I know, very exciting. I'm finally getting back out there, and uh, getting out there with Joe for the first show is a is going to be a great great time. So I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. So you're a technology guy. Let's talk tech. Give everybody a little brief history on the background of appraisal technology. Is all the technology really wrapped up in the forms or? It, it actually has been. You know, my actually first job in the industry was 1990. Actually, I work for a company called uh, Day One Software, which became Appraisal.com. And literally, uh, everything was about the forms. Uh, when I first started, we were on DOS, and then we went to Windows. We got these DC cameras again to download things into the form. These gigantic, look like flashlights. They're called the DC 40s, and we'd have to connect them to your computer so you can go out and take 48 whole pictures. Joan, 48, but you have to go back to your home and download them before you can go back out again. And weren't they black and white originally as well? <laughs> they were. Yeah, real grainy black and white, yeah. kind of look like newspaper print. Yeah. So everything's always traditionally revolved around the forms, getting things into the forms, whether you're talking about the disto, which brings in the sketch, or whether you're talking about the photographs, it's always really evolved that way. But the forms obviously have some inherent limitations on what you can do. So I think there's some possibilities for some great things in the future. Well, do you think that a lot of the technology, emerging technologies have actually been stifled because of the forms only changing ever so often? I mean, well, you know, I'm the spring chicken. It's only changed a couple of times since I've been in the game. So, yeah, I would say that's definitely the case. And, you know, with the inherent technology limitations that a lot of the people in the industry have and these, you know, make the forms not changing to adapt. I mean, if you look at even the UAD, where they didn't change the form because it's so challenging, they actually retrofitted like certain phrases into the existing form. I mean, you can't get more stifling than that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's uh, that was really bad. That that was should never yeah. have happened, but it did. And just for times. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess in order to make things launch, you. Got to deal with the the hand you've been dealt. So why, I mean, so we've talked really about why the appraisal industry has lagged technology-wise. So what do you see for the future? Do you think the new, I know it's not supposed to be a forms redesign, uh, reporting format, whatever you want to call it, is that going to allow for more innovation, do you think? I think definitely. I mean, if you look at, the dominant players in the space, you know, you have your, you know, ACIs, your Bradford, software labor professionals, and Alan Mode. I mean, there used to be uh, maybe like eight different forms vendors. Now we're down to actually only four. So appraisers have been 
with these vendors for a long time. And sometimes just because all their, all their data is there, uh, it's really been a challenge to actually make a transition. You know, it's almost like a religion, in their form software, they don't want to change. But I think now with the way the, form, the uh, technology is changing, uh, going through to a more data centric approach, I think you're going to see other players come out with innovation. I've already started seeing a lot of people on the web uh, that are doing it. I mean, we launched in, 2007, a web-based forms engine that they can do appraisals online, 100% online. But that innovation didn't grasp, and a lot of it is because of the data the, import problem. Exactly, yeah. a data import. You had the delivery problem. You have proprietary format, delivery formats, etc. But from both, you know, yeah, with the Lighthouse and ENV format, and if you couldn't create that and send to the lenders, you really uh, weren't in the game. And Again, another way to uh, cycle innovation. Now, with the we have a, a standardized format, we have the uh, we have the ability to do a data centric approach. So now you enter in the information you want to collect, and now on the other end, you can produce a multiple multiple different forms. So maybe the you want one for the uh, the loan officer. Maybe you want another one for the borrower, which is some numbers. Maybe just pictures. <laughs> maybe you want one for the underwriter in a certain format. So now you collect the information and you produce an output that's actually user-centric, and I think that's a completely different approach. They've had success with that in a lot of other countries like Spain, so I think in this one regard, we're a little behind when it comes to technology curve. Okay. Well, let's do this, uh, Vlad. Let's break for a commercial message, and when we come back, let's talk about standards in the appraisal process, because there's been some interesting history along those lines, too. So, Jim? Thanks, Joe. Vlad, you might be familiar with this first advertiser, are you stuck in the appraisal management technology dark ages using spreadsheets or antiquated software? You should meet Evo. Evo is the most innovative appraisal management technology on the market, trusted by lenders and AMCs. And it's loaded with mind-blowing features like sophisticated decisioning algorithms to select the best appraiser for each order, the ability to configure forms and fields in real time, a user role-based design, and the industry's only compliance guarantee. Find out more at globaldms.com or call 877-866-2747. Back to you guys. Thank you, Jim. So, Vlad, remember, I believe it was called Cafe. Oh, we're going back. Was that, was that the one and only time that the software forms vendors mutually agreed to a standard? Well, there was a couple times. There's one time they were forced, kind of. A couple times they were yeah, forced. Yeah, I mean, but they they got together and said, "Hey, we need a standard, right?" Yeah, the EDIX12. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the first one yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. EDIX12. Yeah. Uh, that was the only one where they really tried really, really hard. It didn't take though. I I think the format just lacked enough sophistication to get things there, and people really just wanted to, that PDF document with, to be able to print out in the pretty pictures. I mean, I think Mismo has come a long way to, to help great deal. They're just doing the commercial standard now. I think it's a, a big step, although we're still stuck on the uh, 2.6 GSC, which I knew was going to happen. It's one of those compromises they make where we really need it right the second, but we'll, we'll augment it. And we'll, we'll get everybody on three or later. I mean, I think we may have come up with the one project in 3.0 since the times began and no one's embraced it since. So everyone's on 2.6. No one's gotten further. So. No one's moved forward. That That's unfortunate. I personally remembered the X12 doing EDI and, you know, but the hardware wasn't up to the task either. I mean, we were using 2,400 bald modems 
And after 20 minutes, uh, you know, the POTS line would crap out and you'd have to start all over again and, oh, uh, yeah. and hear really the modem connecting and, yeah, and whining. It was... Uh, yeah, the old sound people don't remember that. The youngsters don't remember that. Yeah, the whole thing. Like, exactly. They're like, oh, boy. Yeah, we used to have a lot of problems with that. And, you know, people take for granted the broadband that uh, exists today. I mean... When I first developed our first uh, version, uh, E-Track, uh, prior to our current version, Evo, we had to make it uh, really super light. So we we actually emulated graphics that looked like buttons, but they weren't buttons. They were like actually doctored like cells so it would go fast enough because we were working with people with like 56K100 baud modems and right. printers would try logging in. And it, it would normally, like the first version we tried was like, it took forever to load those buttons. <laughs> like. Buttons got to go. Buttons got to go. No one, no one can handle it. So, yeah, yep. times have changed. So it's a lot better in some regard. You know, technology that supports people change, whether the people have changed is another story altogether. What do you know about, there seems to be uh, most of the new technology that I'm seeing right now, especially during the pandemic, has been around the inspection process. Don't don't name names or name products, but are you seeing some winners and what are the differentiators in that group? There's really two uh, specific camps I see. It's the ones that actually are kind of AMCs that are introducing the technology and trying to get get it out there for inspection. And then there's the ones that are doing the uh, self-inspection, which I find interesting, where the borrower will actually receive it. And I think it was a great idea for COVID. And even uh, we implemented uh, one of those solutions where the borrower gets an app, they download the app, and they're able to go through, answer questions, and take pictures of their actual home. And they use geolocation to make sure they're in the right rooms, but take the photographs, and there's some fraud detection, et cetera, as well. So... When it comes to winners and losers, honestly, I, I don't think anybody's a winner in the space because it really hasn't uh, been adopted. Uh, it's one of those things where I think the the waivers that were happening at the time and people just weren't didn't have they didn't have enough time to address it. So in, uh, in essence, the technology was pretty much overlooked. I mean, everything was going on, and it's a great idea. If you look at the uh, insurance industry, uh, they've been doing that for like over you know a decade. Uh, I remember. Years ago, I uh, somebody hit my car when I was in the movie theater, and I come out. And I'm like, oh my goodness, look at this! And I call up this insurance company. Oh, download this app. I took like 12 pictures of my car from different angles. Um, they asked me to put in my account number for my bank, and literally in like 24 hours, I had my bank the money for my my car to be fixed. I mean, it was that nobody came out, no inspector. I mean, that I think that's the way it should be. I mean, think about the overall experience for the customer when something like that, better bar experience altogether. So I think we can use a lot to to get there. Very interesting. Well, you know, one of the bothersome points on those that I get hung up on is we've never adopted a standard for gross living area. NAHB has developed an ANSI standard. I, I don't know why it's not been universally adopted because I know some of these uh, inspection apps are actually on cubic area, not square footage. I don't know any appraiser or who uses cubic 
feet as a standard of measurement. But again, there's no standard. So I suppose you can do anything you want. You can, but uh, the usability of it, it declines. You know what I mean? We're, you know, quite frankly, we're Americans, okay? No, no, nobody knows the metric system. You know, I remember in, like, like first, second grade, everyone's going to be on there someday. Well, everyone was, but us. I mean, we yeah. had nothing to do with it, you know? I got to be honest. I mean, uh, first time I went to Canada when I was like 24, I'm like, what is it? This is not miles? I had no idea how fast to go. You know what right. I mean? Uh, now you can do some calculations, but it's not something that's, uh, common to us. It's very foreign. So right. no one's going to, a letter will say, uh, so this is back immediately, do the math right and send it to me. I mean, that's what's right. literally going to happen. So right, right. good it's, idea, not the right time. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's break again for another commercial message. ProxyPix is the first of its kind on-demand system for getting the location-specific media you need from wherever you are. Their simple-to-use platform creates an online marketplace matching people needing property photos with proxies or data collectors near the requested location. Through crowdsourcing, you can get a current up-to-date photos of anything on the map within hours, if not minutes. Never before has it been quicker, simpler, or more economic to get the property photos you need. Sign up on ProxyPix.com or download the ProxyPix app available on the Apple and Google Play Store. Back to you, Joan. Thank you, Jim. So, Vlad, in closing, what's the future of appraisal technology? Is it is it going to be around giving better access to data and analytics tools to appraisers? Is that part of the future? Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely part of the future. I mean, honestly, I think it personally it actually has to be. I mean, if uh, everybody's not, nobody's unfamiliar with the shortage of appraisers. I mean, if this last refi boom has taught us something is that there's not enough of these guys. I mean, I think waivers were uh, pretty much an all-time high for appraisers. You know, with the new volume, not enough appraisers. And the community's retiring. I mean, they're, they're getting older. Uh, there's a lot less appraisers. The renewal rates are extremely low in most states, you know, if not, you know, all of them by now. So it's a problem. So appraisers have to, we have to do more with less. So what does that mean? I mean, technology's got to step in. Being able to have these guys basically do analytics at their desk is going to be the key to being able to survive the next uh, revive boom or the next high in the industry because we barely made it this time, right? So there'll be less next time it happens. So without that kind of technology to help drive, you know, efficiency, getting people out there to inspect for them. So they can do more at their desk. It's going to be a key factor, you know. That's why I think bifurcated forms are, I think, a, a big part of our future and the data that actually supports them. Excellent. Well, Vlad, thank you very much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas. And if you folks, if you haven't already, go to valuationexpo.com and sign up today. Thanks again, Joe. Thank you. When was the last time you wanted to work more for less money? The appraisal industry is headed that way. You have to do more for the same money, and now you have less time for yourself. Datamaster can change that. With their easy-to-use software, Datamaster lets you spend more time analyzing and less time typing. Plus, you get more information than the other data import products. Head to www.datamasterusa.com buzz for more information and to learn how you can save an hour per report. Thanks, Joan and Vlad. What a great conversation. I think it was really interesting to see the progression of technology and how it's changed in the appraisal industry. If you have an idea for a future Buzzcast and would like to be interviewed, reach out to us at info at appraisalbuzz.com and head over to the forums on appraisalbuzz.com and let us know how you feel about today's podcast. Thanks again and have a great day.